Welcome to Lean Whiskey's Empire Building episode nine. Today I have a very special guest, my beautiful, lovely wife, Hannah, who is joining us because I thought actually it'd be quite a nice dynamic, or nice to be, be sorry, say that again, it'd be nice to talk a little bit about the dynamics of two extremely intense, business-minded, pig-headed, stubborn people that have managed to build a family and a relationship fairly successfully, I would say. It's not without its pitfalls and everything else, but I get a lot of questions uh, on how it's, how do you manage to run a family, all the businesses and do what you and your wife do? Because Hannah has a aesthetics clinic that we've kind of both, I, I was there in the initial stages, she's kind of pretty much panning on her own now. Um, we've got two kids together, we live together, when I, when, I can, when, I can, when I can't help not being there. And I've obviously got my multiple businesses. Um, yeah, and it's just mad. Our life is absolutely- General absolute, life. Yeah, our, our, our life is absolutely crazy. And I get asked questions all the time. How do you manage this? How do you deal with it? What's the secret? I'm like, Christ, man, I'm, I don't really have the secret. I'm far from perfect. And we've learned a lot along the way, which we're talking about today. But I also wanted to kind of let people know that it's not, always what it seems on social media like when we post stuff up we don't post the arguments we don't post the late night like stressing and going to bed without each other because we've had a bit of a row before bed those things happen we're real people and uh, we're under a lot of pressure and stress and it's a real bumpy ride it's a real bumpy ride and that's another thing that I think we've had to come to terms with it's not a fairy tale and life actually isn't a fairy tale and you see all these fucking people on social media and I wanted people to know that sometimes you see us play with the kids and it all looks great you know we've got nice things there is a whole iceberg underneath all of this where it's very rocky but hopefully I don't know speaking for Hannah but we've come to the accepting fact of it's not always going to be easy there's no light without dark and the good times are always more enjoyable because they come from work, sacrifice, hard times. And that's part of the good times as well. It's a bit enjoying the journey. So I actually haven't spoken to you a, a lot about your thoughts behind it all. So this is actually going to be a bit of an experience for me. So, I mean, we just make a lot of assumptions about one another. And I think we both just crack on with stuff um, for the most part. But it'd be interesting to get your takes on... How long have we been married for now? Like, with we've because we've been together for what seven, eight years? Like, um, nine years. Nine years. I'm gonna. <laughs> I think. Uh, I won't care. Yeah. So, seen each other that long. We've been married for three. English three, three. Iranian four. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets really. This is why I get confused. It's <laughs> she's Iranian as well, by the yeah. way. Um, Iranian's hot-headed Iranian. Um, and how was that? seven, eight, nine years, whatever it has been for you, like summary-wise, meeting me, what's it like, how's it different um, from before? So, not sure if anyone knows, but I actually met Elliot online. Um, I was well, home. They know now. Yeah, well, they know now. Um, I mean, light at Tinder. the end of the tunnel for, yeah, for those of you who are online. Um, though you do have a lot of fake profiles online now, don't you? Yeah, if you see me, it's funny actually, quick, 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 quick side note. I went to the toilet the other night, came back in, she was laughing on the floor. She had a, one of her clients phone her up. It was thought, actually my hairdresser. Your hairdresser and client. And client. Yeah. Uh, thought she was breaking the news to Hannah that I was out with us for the fake Tinder profile, hitting up other girls. It was a fake account. Yeah. Um, 
it was a fake account and they thought it was me being unfaithful, which it wasn't, but there's a lot of me out there anyway. So we met online. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Met online. Uh, sorry. It was during the first summer I had during medical school. And then I'd come home. To I thought that part you were a doctor as well. That was one thing I thought. Say it again. Yeah, she's a doctor. That, that was the other thing I thought. Yeah. So then came home for one summer. Was bored and got onto Tinder. And here's the only person that I went to meet. Um, funny story. Actually, was meant to meet him. So we decided Gay Pride. Um, decided to go with my mum to Gay Pride I think it's just that Pride year. Now. Huh? I think it's just called Pride now. Is it called Pride? It wasn't. Called, it was called Gay Pride back then, actually. But okay, fine. So Pride. Um, we're, not, we're not PC around here, it's fine. <laughs> um, and then, cut a long story short, I saw him in the distance with no vest on, glitter all over him, and then so I just messaged him saying, I'm not coming today. And then my mum was like, are we not meeting this guy? And I was like, <clears throat> no, he's not here, mum. Anyway, went home, ended up meeting later on, but made him move up to Stoke with me for my medical degree, didn't well, we, Cut a long story short. Yeah. Yeah, cut a long story short, he ended up moving up north with me. because The non-glitter didn't... went well when we did meet up after. <laughs> Fast forward. Yeah. I still kept my house out south. Yeah. Character. Also, we didn't tell each other what we had, did we? I mean, I didn't know you had a Bentley at the time. You turned up in a course, so I didn't tell you that I was buying a house. Yeah, like, so this just, is one of my tricks, by the way. Off. So I did, I did enjoy my dating scene for a short window. Um, I've always been like relatively long-term relationships, but one of my tricks was, obviously, I've always had nice cars, so... I used to have a really beaten up old car. At this time, it was a Corsa. And if I was, if I actually liked someone or thought I liked someone, and there was potential with that person, I'd always turn up the first date with the shitter, um, with the banger, so that they didn't. I, I knew that they'd like me. If they, if they wanted to go ahead with it, like with with another date, then it was always on the premise that it wasn't because of my money. It was because of me. Um, I was a bit funny about that. So. <laughs> Yeah, you got to meet me in Macorsa. Yeah, stank really badly of feet. Oh, yes. It's horrible. Um, so he ended up coming to Stoke. Um, I had a five-bedroom house there at the time, renting out to a few of my friends, and he ended up moving in with me for a bit, and he was like, I'm not doing this. I've done the student life. I'm not doing this. So then we ended up finding a house opposite the hospital. Um, was it my fourth year or my third year? Third. Third or fourth, anyway. Third. Bought this house opposite the hospital. It was a three-bedroom. And then, obviously, being Asian like I am, realised that two rooms were empty after a few months and then ended up renting those again Mm. to other medical students. Um, So that's how we lived for a little while. Um, And then Elliot had enough, and my brother ended up doing a master's, didn't he, up in the medical school that I was at. So he ended up moving in with us, which was fun. And I wasn't allowed to rent out the rooms, so... Um, but yeah, that was really hard. Medical school was really hard. I was really horrible, crying every day. Um, didn't really know what I was doing. But Elliot helped me. To be fair, when he came up, he helped me because medical school is like its own little ball game. I think medical school attracts cretins from every rock. Um, people who maybe don't have really people skills. Some, some great, great bunch of doctors, but some of them are a bit odd. Um, and you get into this this weird place where you're competing against each other because you get ranked against each other with exams. So I used to always compete with people, oh, that person's at the lecture and they're writing up the notes in the lecture and trying to do all of that. Anyway, 
In fact, Elliot told me, don't do what they're doing. What did you tell me to do? You just told me to do like a couple of hours a day, didn't you, in mm-hmm. the end? Not overdo it. And my grades just went up exp- exponentially, didn't they? I ended up doing really, really well. People, people, just on a side note, and this is with work as well, will tend to be busy fools. Um, and there's a lot of peer pressure when it comes to work. The same thing for like if you're a coach or you're doing online servicing, you, you see other people doing work. It leads you into a, like a, a full sense of, needing to do stuff that isn't necessarily optimal or required your brain actually has a capacity like a complete side note um to absorb a certain amount of information every period of time everyone's obviously genetically different but there's a cap so you spending seven hours in the library in one hit is yeah. not actually benefiting you at all in fact it actually gives you more anxiety and makes things worse that was the advice i gave her anyway yeah so medical school finished and then it was deciding whether we're staying up north or coming down south, wasn't it? So we started looking at some amazing houses up there, mm-hmm. then decided to move down south purely because of family. Um, obviously knew we wanted children and it's nicer having the support network there. Um, then yeah, but in terms of our relationship, medical school was definitely hard. I think to start with, you didn't really get it. You hadn't even, you knew about medics. But you didn't really know about medics, did you? You went to Southampton, you said you saw a couple of people here and there, but you truly got to meet medics when you moved in. Um, so yeah, then we moved down south, and then it just all kind of kicked off. Obviously, COVID happened. No, actually, it was a clinic pre-COVID. It was, wasn't it? We just put a few things into place, and obviously, COVID put Spanner in the works. I wasn't allowed to open clinic. <clears throat> I just have had our first baby. Um, and then obviously with Elliot's businesses, they're all service based. So a lot of those we had to shut down and just be nice with people's contracts and not charge them when they couldn't do the service. Um, so we were really worried, weren't we? Um, and we didn't know whether people would pay rent. So that was really stressful. I remember being extremely stressed about that. And Elliot was just coming up with stupid suggestions of if he was to not have any money to sustain what we have or we couldn't do it, then he'd do stupid things. But I suppose stress makes you think stupid things. Um, Anyway, came out the other end of that, ended up selling our house and buying the one we're in now, building a clinic. Um, Elliot's always helped me with my clinic, so he always said, I can get you on the map, which he did, but he stressed that it'd be me keeping the patients there. And to be fair, I absolutely love it. I do love my clinic. Um, I still do the hospital, I do a day a week. Um, I've just gone back a few months ago. He, you, you don't get why I do that, do you? I understand it. Yeah. Um, love the hospital. But I think in terms of everything that's going on in me and Elliot's life, like kids, obviously a lot of you do have kids. That was a really tough learning curve for me. Um, obviously some parents are really hands-on, some people aren't. Um, Elliot's extremely busy. Um, and then when Morgan came, it was a massive shock to the system, wasn't it? Um, so me, okay, that was obviously like a real quick. Yeah. That was like the fastest summary of a life I've ever <laughs> yeah. in my life. So Nine yeah, years, yeah. It's kind of like to summarise. There's a lot going on. We both have a lot to juggle, right? And recently we've had kids. Now let's just talk a bit about that because the people yeah. out there with kids or thinking about having kids or might not even want kids, they might make a decision not to have kids after they hear this story. But for me, the biggest thing was is like to get to the success level I've got to. I've had a very understanding girlfriend then wife in the sense of like she kind of knows although she lets me know she knows she knows that I need I'm very selfish in my endeavors and that's always been with training work whatever it may be I'm a very selfish person 
Um, that's not to say I don't care. A lot of the reasons I do the things I do is before other people, but I do it in a selfish way, right? I know that to support my family, that there needs to be an element of being selfish. And that's okay when it's just you and a partner. When you have kids that come along, this is the hard, this has been the hardest thing for me to, to really wrap my head around is that I'm no longer able to just put myself first. Because I'll be totally honest, like I've always put myself before Hannah to a certain extent, because I'm like, it's important for us. Maybe I've convinced myself of this. I'm just being totally honest and raw on this video. I convinced myself that me putting myself first in sense of like work, all my endeavors was the best for both, was best for both of us. Now, whether she liked it or not, to be frank, like I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. You were the same with medicine and doctor as well. We'll go into that in a minute. Um, we've always both said, right, we need to both put ourselves first for the benefit of us both. And then when kids came along, I still had that same mindset. And then I realized actually, this isn't gonna be great in terms of like a fathership role. Like I suddenly noticed the more distance I was, the less the kids called my name, the less they wanted to be with me. You know, if you spend any time with them, where's mum? Not, you know, let me play with dad. And that starts to like really hit home that if I continue down this path of just being focused on being the provider, the breadwinner, the alpha male, I'm gonna be really distant with distance from my kids potentially. Not necessarily, like I haven't got a track record to test this on, but I, like, I saw it going that way and that's not how I envisaged my life and what I wanted to be as a parent. Like I wanted to be a hands-on father. I've always said that's the benefit of me working from home predominantly is that I can be around my kids. Um, and I saw it going that way. And then what's that forced me to do, it forced me, it's made me want to do it, is try to be more balanced in that sense. And I've really struggled, I'm getting better at it, to back off from being fully selfish from a work perspective and actually trying to be a better husband and parent. It's like yeah. little examples, isn't it? Like sleep, nighttime. You are awful with no sleep. Yeah. And I think ladies just function, especially when we've got kids, we just know we have to get on. So then there'll be instances where- I Might get cancelled for that. That's very, huh? very Tate-esque. <laughs> um, no, but it's true. It's true. I think we're just wired up that way where we might have had two hours sleep with the kids and then we just crack on the next day. Obviously, I've got full clinics, but then Elliot would sometimes make a comment like, I've got work tomorrow. <laughs> Obviously, I That's my selfish side come back in again. So yeah. it's been a balancing act of that. And then I've had to open myself up to like, the fact that, you know, I have to be more contributive to those things. Um, I think that's been a big learning curve for us. She may say, I definitely think I've improved. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think since, well, obviously, because we've had a bit of turmoil with building the house, we've, we've been from place to place. <laughs> we didn't add that into the, the added yeah. other stuff that we've done. We've, if you could turn the camera around, which I won't get Jake to do, <laughs> uh, there is a building site outside where we have completely bulldozed the entire in internals of our existing house. Well, we would have saved on that. We might as well have bulldozed it. And, re and doubled the size of the house, which has made it completely unlivable. There's no power, there's no water, there's no utilities running to the house. So we've had to move out and that's been a massive stress with two kids under three years old. Um, yeah. So point being, it's like, okay, so what would you say? Let's just let's do some like Q and A's. What would you say the worst thing, like for, for people that are thinking about getting into a relationship with either one person or two people that are really involved in business, what would you say the worst thing is about being with like a, an entrepreneur? The selfishness. That is definitely the worst thing. I think, I think, it's hard. Um, 
it, when it's two, I think I probably understand it a bit more because there's times where I have to do my thing and I have to do my patients. There'll be nights where I'm home late. Even the whole hospital thing, you don't, you don't really necessarily understand so much why I do it, but I do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm selfish with that. Um, so I, I understand part of it and I get it. But if I, if I wasn't, if I didn't have my own thing, it, I would have really struggled so much more. Um, but yeah, the hardest thing is definitely that sometimes in some situations you will put yourself first. Um, and that's, that's hard for me. Yeah. So from your point of view, do you think it works better because we both have our own businesses? Billion percent. Yeah, because there's, there's instances in the evening where you'll be on your phone, but I'll also be on my phone answering people's messages. And I get that. I get that. Me and you are very similar. I can't see a message or a patient message me and not reply. Mm-hmm. And you're the same with clients. If someone, even if it's the silliest thing in the world, we just reply. It's, uh, we get that. Yeah, I, so I get I think- it. From my point of view, it's you don't necessarily have to have to be with someone that is a business person, but let's say you're a man or a woman and you're with a partner that is you're the business person and the other person isn't. They the other person at least has to have to, has to have an appreciation of why you're doing what you're doing because I think otherwise they would just think you're absolutely crazy and it would never work. It's the same we actually chatted to uh, Jake, the, the guy part of the camp before we got on about if you're into fitness going out with someone else that doesn't understand why you eat seven times a day or why you're taking smelly fish and Tupperware into the cinema <laughs> or like why you go to the gym every single day of the week because they just think you're a lunatic. So if they don't understand why you're doing it, the very least, they don't have to be into it themselves, but I think there has to be an understanding and appreciation of why. Otherwise, it's just so baffling, right? Yeah. Um, another thing we really struggle with and I'd really advise, I think this has been my biggest win is that our biggest, because we both actually quite like talking about business and what, we, yeah. what we've done really well actually in that sense of is we're quite good sounding boards for one another. Correct me if I'm wrong. So like, cut me off if you think I'm, no. you don't agree with me because obviously I'm just saying what I think. Um, it's a bit of a therapy session. Um, I think we're quite good sounding boards for one another because we both enjoy business, which is why you know a lot of people have a partner where, and some people like it this way, don't get me wrong, where they go, how's your day at work been? Yeah, really good, cool. Don't really want to know go back but we go we actually talk about problems that we're having in work and we'll sound them out with one another which mm. I really like yeah um, so that we then have that ability to have that continuous talk about business but that led to us having a real problem where we were so both, both so busy and so in, interested in business that our domestic life suffered and I'll give you some shitty stories all right so one of the biggest problems we ever had was changing the bed sheets not that we're dirty people <laughs> I would say like that like, could go down the wrong way but for example, we'd be like, that domestic chores just got put on the back burner because we were just knackered and exhausted and working all the time, as we still do. For example, like, if this happened one too many times, where we'd get up in the morning and be like, right, today's the day we're changing the bed sheets. And then we'd get up in the morning and we'd be like, right, let's strip them down together because also it's one of those things, because we were both busy working, it would be like, well, if I do it, then how You've like come you're not it doing too. it? So it's like, we both do it together. Um, so it's like, we're stripping down the bed sheets and we'll just throw them on a pile of floor. Go to work, get back, be like 10 o'clock at night, we're exhausted. And we go, should we go to bed? Yeah. Shit. Did you put the bed sheets back on? True story. (laughs) No. Why didn't you do the bed sheets? Well, why don't you do the bed sheets? And we're like, sod it. Then we're like, literally, I must have been on probably probably four or five occasions, we've slept in the bed with no bed sheets on and got up in the morning. I remember it was one night we sat there and went, I remember when. (laughs) <laughs> Why do we earn all this money and still 
have like the most basic things like just just not not done so even just putting a wash on and then leaving it and then doing another wash like doing the same yeah we've probably washed the same clothes times. three times because you're like Fuck, i've been there for two days it stinks bang it on again like yeah. it got to that point so the best investment for us and this is anyone else that's super busy is hire a nanny a cleaner someone to help you with that side of stuff if not one of you isn't doing it yeah and honestly that must have taken away what 50 percent of our arguments 60%? Probably like 80% of okay. it. Okay. And it's all the petty stuff as well. Yeah. Like, and who wants to be doing that stuff? If you enjoy it, great. We didn't, and it was neither of us. It, and it wasn't like, oh, that's your job, that's my job. It was like, it's both of our jobs, and neither of us were doing it. So, truth to form, and what we did was delegated that out. And, actually and when, instead of doing that, we were actually spending more time. Because the reason why we weren't doing it as well is when we come home and we finish work, we like spending time with the kids. So I'd rather spend time with the kids and we'd rather be with the kids than doing those things. So it's definitely given us more time with the kids as well. Another argument, food in the evening. Oh yeah, cooking. Yeah. So I was quite good with cooking because I'd always eat on my own schedule. And then you'd complain that I wasn't eating with you, etc., etc. So now we have a nanny who yeah. cooks, cleans, helps the kids. It's one of the best lessons. Child me. admin, I call it. Child admin, admin, yeah. So it's, it's, like, it's like life, well, we're big children. So it's like family admin, um, all the domestic stuff. Yeah. So that was a good thing. Um, in terms of balance, which I don't think we're particularly still good at, but I think we've improved. Mm. Um, what's your opinions on, like, if you were given advice on how we managed to cope with balancing work and life and everything else like what would you say so i think the main thing we've probably done is over the years we have pulled back a little bit we've been no we haven't pulled back we've been more efficient mm -hmm. much more efficient so we, we have learned to ask for help when we need help so for example i've got a va elliot's got staff um so even though we're working the same amount of hours we're just not as stressed and I suppose and we're being more efficient with our time um, so that has a billion percent helped so I think yeah in line with that we downloaded an app and we got an app called FamCal oh yeah which is this I know it sounds ridiculous but honestly our life is that busy if we didn't do this stuff we wouldn't be together um we downloaded. We basically, make us sound really clinical. We are clinical, and, and the point, I'm literally about to say why. Because like, yeah. when you're that busy, and pretty much every single hour of your day is taken up, and it's really like full on, which we both enjoy. I'm not complaining about this, by the way. We like it that way, but we had to make it work because it puts a lot of stress on other areas. We sat down and said, right, we've been approaching our domestic life not clinically enough, and it was like, well, she, well, I say she, Hannah would say to me something like oh, we've got, to, we've got to do something with the boys on Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Wednesday comes along. Yeah, what about that? You free at the top? No. What do you mean? I'd completely forgotten about it. Vice versa. I was the worst for it. Like, so many stuff going, synthesizing in my head, I wouldn't remember anything. So you found this app called FamCal. You can load all of the family onto it. And basically, it's just a, it's a family calendar. And then you can basically put something on there and assign different people. So basically, I'll check my daily schedule, and I've, I've linked this to my other work as well. So when I load that up, I go, Hannah's put, oh, got boys meeting today at one o'clock, cool. And then you can also see, you won't book over anything that's already yeah, there. Yeah, so, so like clinic days, for example, if some of my patients really need to come in early morning or really late at night, then I'll put it in the diary and then Ellie Well, it's knows. automatically linked, isn't it, Yeah. So we've linked to her whole aesthetic clinic. It's linked gets to that. When a booking goes onto the website, automatically loads into the diary. Yeah. 
and but, I have all my assistants and myself will load up my schedule. So you can kind of see when it's your turn to pick up the boys or drop off the boys. So that there's been times where I'll message Elliot like, don't pick up to pick up the boys. It's like, shit, is it me? So it's just little things like that that make big arguments. I think we were reluctant to do this because I think for that exact, re exact reason, we're like, well, we don't want to make our like home life clinical. But when we didn't do it, it made it so much worse and more stressful. That but just it made it better in the sense that some people have date nights. Like that's what they do, but we'll just write in the we'll just write in the diary. Should we have like burgers this night, or like we'll put stuff in? And when it's we, once it's in, it's in. What I'm saying is, well, obviously, we thought that was weird to do to start with, oh, which yeah. is why we didn't do it. Yeah, uh, caused more problems. So yeah, we were just like, well, let's treat it a bit like work. We enjoy work, right? And it works. So why wouldn't we treat our domestic life the same way and make that really organised and, like you said before, the original point, efficient? I mean, it's even got on there, take the bins out on a Thursday night. Well, everything's like, on there, right? Yeah. Um, so then there's no room for, like, what, I think organisation just lowers stress and you yeah. know what's coming. And then also there's no argument between, did you? See, if, if I then forget that that was in the diary, I didn't see it, I can hold my hands up and say, yeah, it was my fault. Rather than me, you didn't tell me that on Monday. No. Like we'd have that argument. It's, it's about, even, no, it was I, in the diary. My fault. My bad. And then there's no <laughs> that argument's over and done with because I lost. Um, even like, um, so obviously you've got a lot of cars. You're not yes. very good at admin, are you? No, crap. No. So Elliot does the whole sends me pictures of cars for I'd say a few weeks. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, don't know, don't know. Then next thing that's on the driveway, can you sort out the insurance and uh, all this? So for me, it was a lot of admin, but just that's in the diary as well. When the MOTs are due or when the insurance is due and when our phone bills are due. So all of that's on there as well, because you hate being on the phone for Okay, admin. talking of this then, do you think <laughs> oh it's been a blessing or a curse that we're both similarly minded, but we're both good at different things? So yeah. this is what I've always said, is like, Hannah is one of the most driven, competitive, strong-minded, independent women you'll meet, right? Thanks. Well, why I'm very attracted to her, why I married her, right? Stupidly confident. But what you don't have that I have, because I am those things as well, is I am far more ambitious than you are in terms of the mm. globe. See, you might disagree with me, but I would say 100% am like, we wouldn't have done the things we'd done in terms of like the leaps we kept making. We would have worked as hard, don't get me wrong, the work would not have changed. What we were trying to achieve would have probably stayed less. Yeah. You, would you have jumped as many houses as you've done? No. Okay, would you have gone for as many cars? And no. Would you, that's why I'm talking about ambition. You would have been happy with the company regardless of- I think I'm always more content. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So I am but, more ambitious in the sense of, I want to see more progress. She, I'm not saying work less, you would carry on working for the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy so with what I So when I say you're have. driven, competitive, so that's her competitive side coming through. She didn't want me to be more ambitious than her. But I am more ambitious than you. I've always got bigger goals than you've got. Yeah. Like, that's ambition. Yeah. And then what I tend to be a little bit is quite lapsadaisy or, you know. Um, I mean, he was paying house insurance for two years and he didn't even have that house anymore. I'm big so. picture. I'm definitely big picture and I'm not the Mr. Details man. Now that's a belief system, and I like that belief system because as I always preach to people, like you can believe anything, you can be anything that you believe but your beliefs to. I like the fact, and it serves me to be this way, and I like that way. But my original point was, 
I have I bring different things to the table, and I think you bring other things to the table, and I think that's contributed. Do you think? I think it has. Do you think it's contributed in us being as successful as we are? Because people always say to us, like we're both a power couple or successful couple. Do you think? And I've said this to you before. We argue a lot, but when I we're both, when we we're, we're, we do it, we we bicker. Like, yeah, no, 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 bicker. we bicker. Yeah, it's um, like. We never like run out or anything. Right. So do you think because we have different attributes together, that has assisted or made things worse in our relationship? Because like I said, I think you're vastly better at admin. You're ridiculously good at following people up, driving people down on on costs. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, I'm going, I'll go with the flow. I'm like, I'm already thinking about the the hundred million turnover business and the the House three from now. That Whereas we I'm looking on. after the pennies down here. Yeah, you, so you'd say you're, from a, from that point of view, I feel that that's actually contributed. But how how do you feel about that? Hundred percent, it has. Yeah, I kind of think we complement each other, and it sounds so silly. Some days, obviously, it's she's like, never told me this. Actually, uh, by the way, if this is the first time I've heard um, it, so I'm going to keep this and play it over and over <laughs> again. Some days it is infuriating, it, like it's annoying, but I. The way I see it is, do you remember like at Christmas that we got a box of chocolates, like a Heroes or, mm-hmm. I don't know, what's the other one called? Celebrations. I don't really like Celebrations, what's the other one called? Quality Street. Yeah. Um, or what's the one with the Maltesers in it? It's Celebrations, yeah, isn't it? Celebrations. So, for example, this is how I think we complement each other and I think we do it in life. <laughs> I like <guess> I. <laughs> I like some of the things like the Maltesers and whatnot and he likes all the crappy ones which are... They're not crappy. They are crappy. Is it the fudge? Yeah, no, fudge is in the hero one. Yeah, so oh, I, if I like the crunchy one, one. You like the fudge, you like the cream egg. Whatever I don't eat, because obviously I go for the chocolate first, he will eat the leftovers. So that's what it's, it's not like. It's leftovers, they're the good ones. I'm like, someone's. Bounty, that's one. Who has a bounty? Put in the comments below <laughs> <laughs> out of those, which ones are the best in priority order? Because we are completely opposite way around. Yeah, like he won't ever eat the ones I like. I have. I have no issues. By the way, we've got acorns. acorns we've, on the we've got roof. acorns hitting the roof. We've got a massive oak tree over the, the office, so it's, it sounds like we're getting pelted with uh, um, rockets. But yeah, I will never open a box of chocolates and think Ellie will take any of it. I know my ones be there, and that's exactly the same. I think with our life, that's the only way I can explain it. I just know that it kind of fits. Does that make sense? How yeah, I explain that really make, badly? No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, would you have preferred an easier life? I thought you were going to say something like, would you have preferred a doctor or something? I couldn't think of it. Well, no, anything. kind of. Like, so I'm, I'm asking for other people, like, because obviously I think I know the answer, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, divorced live on Lee Whiskey's <laughs> and Empire building. Um, I mean, I must be honest, I am quite surprised that we're not divorced yet during this build. It's yeah, been so tough. what? Point being is like life is tough and I've said this already, we had this conversation like when you go through tough times, what we've had to do is <sighs> your phone's ringing. Sorry. Oh look, it's one of the tenants. Shall I pick up? No. No. I'll leave it for after okay. I think they can wait. Fine. Um, when times get tough and they will do in any relationship, what you have to do is sit down and address expectation levels and what I did with Hannah through this build and this is something I would say I'm better at than you is I'm much more pragmatic and rational when it comes to I'm, I'm, I'm less emotional when it comes to very stressful situations and I'll try to get to the bottom of them 
Now, what we fell into the trap of was, is all this shit started happening. We moved out of our house. We initially moved in with the in-laws. We had loads of financial stress because we were paying out more money than fucking God uh, for everything. And that caused a lot of pressure on us. And we were used to living a certain way where we had more time for each other. We had date nights. We were living together on our own without the in-laws and whatever else. And what happened was, is the situation arised that became very stressful because we had to make changes to make this life that we were trying to build together. But what we didn't adjust at the same time as our life was our expectations. So what happened was initially when it got very stressful was we expected life to be and feel the same, even though all this stuff was going on. Mm. And the problem was with that is that's impossible, right? There had to be sacrifices made for this short-term pain to make the long-term gain for the family. But what we hadn't done was emotionally allowed ourselves to accept that fact. So what I did was had a sit down with you and your parents as well, because they, we had a bit of an issue with them in the sense of like, this was a lot of stress and anguish and why aren't you still doing this or still doing that? And I said, sat everyone down and I said, look, we're going through this very short term period. It feels long and it feels painful and it feels horrible. And it's gonna be about a year, year and a half, whatever it may be, of extreme sacrifice, pain, hardship, discomfort. And we need to just be accepting of that fact and be really understanding and empathetic to each other's emotional needs and requirements at this time and give everyone a break. Because that's what we weren't doing, is we weren't giving each other a break. And since we've done that and said, look, okay, we won't have date nights every week. We are gonna struggle with the kids and drop-offs and work is gonna be tough. And we are gonna be living on a suitcase. And I am gonna be doing Zoom calls in a cupboard Spilling coffee all over the floor while I'm working on a cardboard box Still in the kids' to go room. And vanish for that. Right, and, and that's okay because it's not permanent, and the expectation never had to be there. And this is the same, I think, with all couples. And they can really learn from it because it's something that's taken me a really long time to figure out. Is that it's okay to it not always be going swimmingly because that is life. Yeah. And when that does arise, and it does happen, and it will, you need to sit down with your partner, husband, wife, whatever it may be. And have a chat with them and say, right, okay, what is actually a realistic expectation of what we can achieve right now with the situation that we're in? Because it's like setting a goal that you can never reach. You're only going to be let with or met with disappointment and unhappiness and sadness that you're unable to reach that goal when, because the goal was never attainable because you've got all this stuff going on. So make realistic adjustments to your expectation levels with the adjustment of your life and the stresses that come with it. And then you'll be much happier. And then you can readjust and readdress those things when the time arises that those things fall back into place and life goes back to normality again. And so you can your expectation levels. Your question about could I be with anyone else? That was your question? No, I didn't say anyone else. This, uh, <laughs> that's her pain in the mind. I said, would you have chosen an easier life? I mean, if that's the way you took it, then fair enough. Well, that's what it's, that's what it's classed as, isn't well, it? Well, you could Another- have been me in a different circumstance, <laughs> couldn't it? Yeah, okay, fine. It's still me. Okay, I see, right. Would shit. you have chosen, right, we'll finish on that, right? This is yeah, your brain, the way it works. Would you, if you could have done, would, let's say I could be a different person yeah. in terms of the, the road I've gone down. Yeah. I'm a nine to five, but not, no offense to nine to fivers, yeah. that's entirely up to them, but if I was like someone that went to work eight o'clock in the morning, got home at five at night, switched off from work, would you have done it? Would, would, that, would you, that have been preferable? So I can't think of anything worse, like genuinely, like for example, if you were a doctor, I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of anything worse than being with someone like me. Not you. Like, no. no, but like there is no excitement. Like 
okay, wait. Look, okay, so if it was the same job role, so if we both did the same thing, I'd be bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. So job role situation. So if you were a doctor, absolutely not. I know that that's not going to happen. Nine to five, we'd I'm get... smaller than most doctors, though. So, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, nine to five, I would probably give it six months of marriage and then you would divorce me because I don't do nine to five. So I wouldn't be happy, no. I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about the other way around. I'm talking about from your perspective. I couldn't imagine myself with anyone else. Okay, so that's good to hear. Or so, any other way of you being. Yeah, the point I was trying to make is, guys, is like, I wanted this to help other people where it can because I know it's been really difficult. I think you'll know if it's for you quite quickly. And it is a really difficult life to live. But just because something's difficult doesn't necessarily mean it's not something you want to do. Like, I would say, like, things are hard typically are better. That's intuitively what I've learned throughout my life is that things that I have to struggle and strive and work towards to obtain are normally more fulfilling But we've probably made our life sound really awful. It's not, like, there are, it's really... It's not great. awful, but to yeah. a lot of people it might sound that way. But what I'm saying yeah. is if people that choose to embark... This is a real-life decision. I and mean, if you're picking a partner or you're with someone, you're not quite yeah. sure, like... I'm just trying to help people understand that it's not for everyone. No. And I think... I'm sure it, a lot of guys... Entrepreneurship and business... Sorry to cut you off. Um, entrepreneurship and business is, is kind of vogue at the moment. It's, it's a very popular thing for some reason. And everyone wants to be their own boss. And it's like... It's not what everyone thinks it is. And it's not the best life in the world. It's, it is for us, if you like it. But it's a very <laughs> isolating, difficult sacrificial life to live and it's not for everyone and that's okay um we've, but lost, just... we've lost a lot of things down the way haven't we the way the way we are we our youthfulness our <laughs> yeah but it's all right i do botox and stuff <laughs> our so. money yeah but like things like friendships we've realized some as we've grown out of friendships haven't we and we've just realized a lot of things down the way like we, we haven't done all of this with no losses it's been a massive amount it's of been loss, it's been but way more gained yeah like, I don't want to have it over the other way. No. And, and now, like, obviously, Elliot's... Are you 31 now? 31. Th- well, yeah. we're in our 30s anyway, so we, we're getting to She's a place now. She's older, that's why I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I've just turned 33. God Chill. Damn. <laughs> um, we're, we're at a place now, I think, that we can actually start enjoying our lives. We've got the two kids. We, we've got our stability. We've got our businesses. See, I wouldn't phrase it that way. Why not? I've enjoyed my life. <laughs> I haven't said that I haven't enjoyed my life. By saying you're about to start enjoying it would imply you haven't enjoyed up to this point. My enjoyment means memories. What are your memories? All this growth to get here. It's been awesome. This is is where it's different. I I think I really enjoy the process a lot more than you do. Yeah. You like the work, but I love this. I like the struggle. That's why I got into bodybuilding. I like dieting. I like feeling like cack because for me that's part of the fun. There's something about it. But I think in essence, it's it's not an easy road to go down. It's very difficult. If you are going to embark with someone else on this journey, and this is why a lot of people stay single in this period, because it is really difficult to have two people that can kind of get on. I'm not mm. saying we get on really well. We don't. Like, I'd be lying, and I just wanted people to realise that as well and have this chat on here. Um, yeah, I didn't realise this is what the chat was going to be. <laughs> I didn't tell her what it was going to be about, by the way. I just wanted to get a feeler for it. I get a lot of questions about relationships and how to deal with it and, and, and like, is it easy or something? I think people look at me and think it's all like, 
happy, go like oh, whatever. And it's not, it is very happy, but it's very difficult. And I just want to shh. They probably just look at us and think that it's easy for us. That's what I'm saying, and it's not. And I get no. questions all the time, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, I struggle, bro. Like, it's not, it's not easy, work no. on it. Um, you know, take a slap in the face, have arguments, like, don't expect it to be easy. And what I do want to encourage people is not to, to drop out too quickly, because it would have been easier for us to throw in a towel a lot along the way. But it's been so worth it building a life with you up until this point to see what we've achieved together. Yeah. And it's, it's, been it's all well and good doing it on your own, but it's better to do it with like a partner in crime. And like, I love that saying, behind every great man is like the greater woman. And I think in this situation, that is the case. Like, you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that makes me look a lot better than I probably would have been on my own. And I'm, that's honestly the way, the way it comes across. Um, and it's an, awesome, it's an awesome journey. But like I said, it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, and like I would encourage anyone who's got any questions about relationships or something the other, please fire them over because we could always do another one of these if anyone's got anything specific. It doesn't completely flop. No, I thought I'd throw this out as a bit of a general podcast um, and see if people actually liked it. And if, if people do like it, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Like I said, we're not experts. We're figuring it out. We're going to have a lot more arguments, a lot more pitfalls, a lot more stuff to learn, a lot of stuff to improve. But what we have done is gone through a lot. So we can assist people on where we've got to and our personal opinion, not to say that that's perfect by any means, there'll be a lot more people more qualified than us. But we're real, we're raw, we're honest. Um, and like if anyone else is struggling or had any struggles or feel like they're going through it on their own, throw me a DM, even throw Hannah a DM. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We can either talk about you personally or put it on the podcast. I'll go through the questions. But. We can show them some of the arguments when we argue about the interior when that starts. <laughs> There'll be lots of more arguments, but they're all good fun. And just enjoy the journey. Remember, you get one shot of life. As morbid as it is, you don't get a second go at this. It's not. This is not a dress rehearsal. The person you pick to choose, that you choose to pick to go on this journey with you, is a massive part of what you do throughout your life. And like I said, you don't get to redo this. So make sure you what you, who you do pick and what you chose to do with your life, whether that be entrepreneurism, working at nine to five, being a doctor, whatever it may be, pick something that really fulfills you. And you will enjoy the sacrifices, you'll enjoy the pain because the whole concept of what you're doing is what you truly want to do. Not because society or your parents or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your brother or your sister's told you you should be doing. Do it for you, enjoy your life, enjoy the journey. And on that note, see you on the next podcast. <laughs>